What's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio, transmitting from the future free state of Greater Idaho. I am the one-armed madman. And with me tonight, we have got Michael McGrooch. Mike, thanks for coming on, man. Good to see you. Good Good to to see see you, you. too. How are we doing tonight? We're still alive. I always say, somebody asked me, hey, I'm still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. So I wanted to uh, talk with you a little bit about motorcycles, and we'll get into some art here a little bit later. But uh, why don't you tell me about how you got started with motorcycles? I looked through your site, and you were on a a really cool bull taco back in the day. Those, man, good luck getting a hold of something like that, right? Yeah, you know, it was so funny. My first, you know, you you beat me, but I was, I started with 10 years old. I was a sick child and I couldn't do anything in school. So I have really no education. I'm all self-taught because I couldn't understand. I'm dyslexic and dysgraphia. Oh. I have dysgraphia, so hand-eye coordination. So um, when I was 10, so I was always more in, interested in humans than actually being system relevant. and. Uh, because I couldn't, even if I wanted to be an accountant, I couldn't. Yeah. So, so I, I you know, with your buddies, you know, what is the best thing to connect art or motorcycles? I mean, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just something creative. And I bought from a postman, that was 40 years ago or something, or over 40 years ago. I bought from a postman a worn out postal moped for $15. And I said to my dad, said to my dad, I said, you know, I mean, at that time, it's probably 100 now. It would be 150 now. But at that time, it was 15 bucks. And I said, said to my dad, hey, I want to, I want a motorcycle. And my dad said, yeah, you can go in the factory and, and earn it. And uh, so I always had to earn my, my keeps. So I went to the factory and did my work, whatever, whatever I could do at that time. And so I, I earned myself 150 bucks. So I got the, the the postal mopeds. And the first thing I did is I take a, a hacksaw and cut off the, the fender. <laughs> that was the first thing I did. I, I think I didn't even write it before. I said, I can't write this shit. I need to cut the fender off. Yeah, yeah. 10 years old, you know? Yeah. And so I cut, and then you see, you know, when you see the pictures, you see me in that jumping with that, with that bike when I was like 12 or something on a, on a hill, you know? And uh, and from then on, I was into the motorcycle. I loved, uh, you know, putting a different carburetor on and seeing the effect of my creation. You know, to 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 feel, oh my God, I did something and it had an effect. Put a different exhaust on. It was loud. People were pissed off, but you you had impact. It's like you instantly had impact whatever you did, and. And so I, I, I was very much um, looking at motorcycle and I love, and they did trials then, you know, the bull taco yeah, yeah. that you mentioned, they did a lot of trials. And a friend of mine was a semi-professional trial rider. So he was, had sponsors and everything. And also he had relationships to, to companies where we got a good discount on a new bull taco and, and all that stuff. So, you know, I had to work, I think a year and, and a half to get that, you know, and, but I got it brand new and, uh, and it was so unbelievable. The feeling of that, you know, you earned it and, and then I did trial, you know, uh, races and stuff. 
and I was hooked. I was hooked to the, I never wanted a car. It's it's weird because we, uh, my group bought an old when we were like 16 and you can't even drive a car. We had this old road where we could drive and we got an old Skoda also for like, I, I think 500 bucks or something. And then we, we screwed around and the, the head gasket was blown and we, and we just, we just did that dirt road and we learned how to drift and all that stuff. But it was more broken than, than it, you know, worked, but it was just the camaraderie that, that you create when you together work on something and you see the effect of what it has, you know, it's the same as art, you know? Yeah. There's something really beautiful about the, um, relationship between man and machine on a motorcycle it's it's you know people that have never ridden don't really understand what they're riding you know they don't understand how difficult it is oh it's got a motor and stuff like that but you know when you watch like supercross or outdoor motocross and watch these guys really grease it these bikes are so good nowadays that they're not even putting their foot out most of the time in the turns or it'll stay up on the pegs yeah and it's really something else what they're able to do um yeah. And it's not about the writing, you know, it's, it, you know, Nick, it's not about the writing. I think what's missing today is you buying it. Like you say, you buy a park, you don't have to put your foot out. Mm-hmm. So it's more the machine is more doing the job that you, but in our time, I know that when I, that postal moped, when I jumped the, 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 the fork, uh, you know, flattened out. I mean, the, 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 the fender broke, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the tires broke. It was so, you had to do a lot of human things to make it work. And I think that is, it's gone. You know, today you buy, I think it's perfect. Yeah. Literally. It, it, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's not much you have to do to them. I mean, if you're a top pro, you still got to do a lot of stuff, but for the yeah. average person, I mean, they're all electric start now, you know, yeah. It, it, yeah. fuel injection. So you're doing mapping on a computer instead of having to jerk around with your carburetor, yeah. you yeah. know? So, um, as an art guy, what do you think of the way bikes are looking these days? And, uh, are they're, these- they're like cars. They are like an art, a piece of art. I don't think that is, I think, see, this is why, because I'm always an artist my whole, my life. Mm-hmm. So I know, and I love my, my friends sleep in the car, you know, because they love art so much. They, they can, and, you know, and I wrote my last book, Smart of Art, because 97 to 99% of artists are, uh, are poor in the world, you know, on the poverty land. They, they survive it, but, you know, not much money. And the greatest thing is what I think is it, you know, I said, I call cars and 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 uh, and motorcycles customized. I call them like functional art. Mm-hmm. It just, you can ride it. And sometimes they're so souped up, you know, the Chicano cars and all that stuff there. So you can hardly ride them, you know, motorcycles too. I mean, you know, they lower the the Harley so low that you can't even go to, I mean, you can go in California, but if you go to San Francisco, you can't ride it anymore because the hills, you know, it would would scrape them. And, but I think what it is, is today it became, and the whole accessory market, as you know, you know, drag specialties and all these uh, stores, you can really individualize your motorcycle like your essence. You you can do it like an artwork. I say like a business or an artwork is an extension of you. Absolutely. 
and, and it's your essence and your essence is reflected in that motorcycle otherwise every motorcycle would have looked the same every hollywood looked the same you know and, and it's an expression of you and that allows that this the whole motorcycle market that it became that you asked me about has become that extension of individual humans can actually make their reflection in that bike you know yeah i uh my co-host on our normal we do a, a you know just the two of us once yeah. a week and then yeah. i do interviews as well he's a, a mechanic for harley davidson and i've been telling him you know save up all your money buy a bike that you want to build and then put that thing on instagram put it out there somebody's yeah. gonna buy it and then you'll be able to buy you know build another bike i think instagram yeah. And social media in general has been one of the greatest things for bike builders because yeah. it was so hard. I mean, how many bikes a year can really get on the cover of a magazine? Yeah. There's very yeah. few that do that. But now with Instagram, you have your own magazine that you can show yeah. off what, you know, I'm not super impressed with, um, the factory bikes like, um, I don't think Harley's putting out great looking bikes. I think Indian's putting out some decent looking yeah. bikes. Ducati's putting out some decent looking yeah. bikes. The Japanese bikes, I'm not impressed with. I've never built, really been impressed yeah. with that type of bike, but the private builders are really going to town in the last few years. Yep. Yeah. And, 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 and they can go to them because they're not a company. They're not a factory that needs to uh, pump it out. The factory looks like Harley Davidson looks what is trending. Okay, a CC bar in this way, you know, and and you can fold that, you know, the new seat, all these new seats that you can make double seats of. It, you know, they, they can do all that stuff, but they look at what is trending and then they make it. But, you know, we are 8 billion people and everybody is unique, has the different DNA, different eyes, different fingerprints. So we all want something unique. And I think a little store or like your friend, they, they can just they just can create that or help creating that even if you're not a mechanic you know yeah i think um i've complained about suvs for years i think suvs today are all designed off of like the early 2000s cadillac escalade i think every car company looked at that car and said we need to do that and they're kind of yeah. still stuck in that that model big chrome grills all big chrome bumpers and I, I, yeah. I really don't like it. And I think the motorcycle industry has kind of gone down like, um, I would say like a Blade Runner type of route where we're going to make yeah. this new, you know, science fiction looking thing. I think especially with the electric bikes, the new electric bikes coming out are all trying yeah. to be futuristic. We're going to have all these yeah. weird hard edges and panels where there shouldn't be or maybe, yeah. you know, uh, engine covers or some weird type of yeah. stuff. But what do you think about electric bikes? Uh, I, I hate them. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> I like, I, I hate them. You know why I hate them? Because I don't, we, we are so good. Finally, we can get in a combustion engine and the cars as well as motorcycles where we really get them, uh, you know, environmentally friendly. They take little gas. They can go a long way. You can tank them everywhere. Put the muffler in your mouth. Be all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah and 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 now you you can't you the, the these these bikes first of all they're too quiet yeah i don't like a, a motorcycle a car i don't like loud but a, a motorcycle i gotta hear him because i stopped motorcycling like two years ago because because people don't look they are on 
antidepressants, they don't look. And I love motorcycling, off-roading, but on the street, it's just, it just got to, I, I gotta say, you know, I didn't have a lot of accidents. I had like two or so where I was sliding just off or something, but I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I have to knock on wood. I have to, and that's why I stopped yeah. because it just was so dangerous so often where issues were happening where I had absolutely no, I was going behind at the right distance and everything and people just don't lock. And if I'm all of a sudden see something coming back at me from the side, I have no clue where that came from, you know? So I stopped with this, but um, I, uh, I did, did what you asked me about the, the electric bikes. They're quiet. And like you, you, you pegged it right away. You said they are, you know, they look futuristic. They're all matte, black and black. You know, there's no color. There's no chrome. They're just, just, and, and basically for me, that is like a bicycle, electric bicycle, basically. I call them scooters. I think they're, exactly. they're, they're all scooters, essentially. A, yeah. a motorcycle has a drivetrain and an engine and a transmission. Exactly. And like these things are scooters. They're just electric. Scooters. Yeah. I think that it, really they're bad for the industry in general. I mean, in motorcycle industry, we're all riding four strokes today because of a couple of people in California in the nineties that decided yeah. we need to do something about emissions. So let's take it out on the dirt bike riders. And yeah. now we're all riding four strokes. And I am afraid that they're doing that same thing in, in California. You're not going to be able to ride out in SVRA or, or public land here pretty soon on even a four stroke. Yeah. That was the whole deal with the four strokes. They told you, Hey, buy this four strokes. You can go out in the trails. You can race all you want. No problem. Then we all bought the four strokes. It's now, you know, I was looking up the price of a four stroke dirt bike today. A 250F today is uh, a KTM is going for like almost $13,000 out the yeah, door. But KTM is extremely, I mean, they're from Austria. I'm yeah. from Austria. Yeah, it's, it's wild. A, it's a high price. The, 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 the marketing is like Ducati. It's like a high, high price thing, you know? And, and, and Boel, I see that yours is a Boel. I, I love that motorcycle, but, but they, they are not anymore. Right. They're yeah. just they're done. Yeah. It was, um, you know, these Buells, these are done too. This was my San Francisco bike here. I lived in, yeah. San Francisco for five years. And this was my second bike in San Francisco, but I'll tell you the best bike to have in San Francisco is a dirt bike with street tires. I had a, a yeah. DRZ 400 for a couple of years and I would go screaming through the park at night after getting off on, yeah. on the bar on that thing. And man, I'll tell you what, that was, that was fun. All right. So no, I, know, uh, I know. Yeah. I, I had a KTM 250 when I was in Austria still. And I, I, I drove to school I wasn't even, I didn't have a license. I, didn't, I wasn't old enough. And it was the loudest motocross, two-stroke motocross. And I drove to, I drove to, uh, to school with it, like for 14 miles or 15 miles to school in, in traffic and everything. But damn, was that fun. It was so fun. You know, we had these, um, in the early 2000s, I was in high school and pit bikes, like little XR Z50s became really popular yeah. at the motocross track. And they're still popular today, yeah. even more so than then. But at that time, they had become really popular. And in the town I was living in, in Northern California, I think in California in general, there was no law yeah. saying you couldn't ride one of those 50s. The law was mm -hmm. 49 cc's and below is a moped. So you can ride it in, in the yeah. bike lane. So we had these bikes and we start riding them to school 
and the cops are just flipping out on us. We've got the little the laws printed out and taped to our bar yeah. pad so we can read them their own laws, but they just lost their damn minds over this thing and they finally put in uh you know some city code saying we weren't allowed to do them. I think now today you would be vaunted as a hero for environmentalism. Yeah. <laughs> so based no, on that, you've got you built a lot of little mopeds. I was checking them out on your site. Tell me about those things. Okay, so I had a divorce, lost everything. They stole my car, everything at the same time. So all of a sudden, from living normal, um, you know, uh, middle class life to zero. You know, uh, I mean, literally dumped to zero. I had a job, but I, I still, you know, I, I, and I didn't go far. I didn't have to go far. So I was like, damn, what am I going to do? See, there's the artist in me. I was like saying, what am I going to do? I didn't want for an answer. I just asked the question, what am I going to do? And one day I woke up and say, fuck it. You know, I, you know, let's, let's do the, uh, let's see what's going on. I go on eBay, find these Chinese motors for 150 bucks. Yeah. I'm going to build that thing into a, a bicycle. I get a Schwinn for a hundred bucks, get $150, put that in. And it was the horror because those, 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 those Chinese motors were falling apart. Yeah. I think I ruined just, and I was careful because I needed it to go to work, but, but I was like, I think I had three or four of those two strokes I bought till I found the guy that gave me the four stroke uh, with a, with a, with a uh, drum uh, drive. So the drum hits the tire and it pushes the tire. So you don't even yeah. need to do some, some fancy, uh, uh, chain work and stuff, and that was the best. But they stole that oh, twice. No, because yeah, because it had it uh, chained on right next to my bedroom. They stole it, and I, I wasn't living in a in a sh shady neighborhood or anything. People loved to see me drive with it, and I said, and I got so many people hitting me up and said, "How did you do it? Where did you buy this?" I could have had a a, a shop made out of this, you know, a sad a sad business. But I was oh, yeah. so busy with my. Because my thing, I didn't want to do it, but but I but every second, but I said, "Oh my God!" I went to parties, you know, right to park in front of the, the entrance and just put this bike here and, and went in. I didn't have to stay in line. I mean, it was the greatest from having a car. I had a Honda Accord to having that bike. I could. I don't have to look for a parking spot. No registration. No anything. And I got the same as you. I got hit by cops because I drove like a bicycle i drove it on a on a on a on a, on a because i didn't want to go on the on a highway or on a on a thing because it doesn't fast enough you know so i drove on the pavement on the sidewalk and cops kept cold stopping me all the time so guess what I, I i saw that i got a driver's license for a moped oh, i went to the dmv and 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 register the thing. I would give him the the number and everything. I give him the. They said frame. I mean, the DMV doesn't know. You know, it says frame number, motor number, serial number. You know, what is the motor make of this thing? I filled it all out. I got a nine dollar plate at that time. You know, it was like you know when I was fifteen years ago or so or, the, or longer. Uh, and I got uh, I got a plate and I put that plate right on the on my bike. Never was stopped again. Never. Before I was stopped all the time. They saw the plate, the moped plate, and and I was good. 
And uh, they were great. These bikes were a fun thing to do. And the four stroke were literally like a motorcycle because you did, didn't get dirty, you know, very little uh, gas. And uh, and I started right away, you know, as a pull start, boom, was it was awesome. I, I, I can't, the four stroke, yes, worked, but the two stroke were a headache. Yeah, people ride those things around. I live in outside of Boise, and people ride them around everywhere. They're kind of being overtaken by electric bikes now because electric yeah, bikes yeah, are yeah. all over the place. I, yeah. I don't mind the electric bicycles as much as the dirt bikes because that, yeah. that's a little easier for me to swallow. All right, so how about how about some art questions here? I lived in San Francisco, like I said, for five years. Yeah. You you write about like placing pub public art. What do you yeah. think of the art? I'm, I'm guessing you've lived in the United States before. You, yeah, you since, since I was said 18, DMV. 20, so, okay. 20, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the art in the United States? I always thought the art in San Francisco was strange. They have this big bow and arrow and they've got a lot of Yodas around. Just weird stuff that I'm not really into. What do you think about the art here? I think, I think when you look at the energy of art, Nick, uh, the energy doesn't ask you that people like it. The en- it like... If you create your bike and I don't like it, so who cares? Yeah. I don't have to like your bike. Uh, I have, art doesn't like you. It's art. This is what, what is twisted because the art business is all focusing on the product. It's never focusing on the process. Like what we talked about making motorcycles and sure. fixing them up. And that's what the value is. That's the human value. Your camaraderie, you're helping each other out. You're creating together a symphony basically you know that bike and 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 that is the value the product is just the it's just the uh symptom of that conversation it's just this was created by the conversation that i had with my friends with my un, unseen friend you know with my unseen un, you know, non-physical sure like when you're sleeping you're not physical, so you're you're not aware, you know. So, and the same is when you have saying, "Oh my God, I'm gonna do a podcast," and then you say, "Well, how am I gonna do it?" And I go, "Ah, I'm gonna put that flag up," and then you you keep saying, "Oh, I'm gonna put my bike in the back," and then you do, you know, you you constantly and alter it. You know, it's not gonna look at the same as you probably started, because you tweak it more to your energy, till you uh and you change the format and whatever. So the creation process is really valuable because you learn when you do another project, not a podcast or another podcast, you know, you know, shortcuts because, you know, I did this with this. I'm not going to do that with that. So this is the awareness that this creation gives you. The creation gives you unbelievable awareness. And and I really am since I wrote this book, I dove so deep in. And said, you know, we do a big mistake. We're focusing on the product, and it's basically a market. It's like a Walmart for art products. That's what the art world is. It's not. It's not about Nick and Michael having a great time creating something. It's all about. So, what are you creating? And then the system judges you and say, I think you guys are the greatest artists, or you're the worst artists, or you're not artists at all. Yeah. So you're always depending on somebody else, just you know, saying it's arty. That's not the purpose of art. The purpose of art is it wants to be created and exposed. So if you create it and expose it to your friend, that's enough. That's enough. That should be satisfied. And the icing on the cake is you sell it. You get an exhibition. You get the icing on the cake. You get accolades. It's like you're building a bike. 
And uh, all of a sudden people say, hey, I want that in my show. Can can you show your bike there? Can you go drive with us? And so people like your creation. And and, and I think that's the, the icing. And, and, and we in the society have that odd thing. We, we think we need to be all like Elon Musk. We need to be all like Jeff Bezos. And the art is the same thing. You, there's the one or 2% on top and everybody say, compares themselves to them. They need to be that. But they just show us what's possible in, you know, like why do people not say, I want to be the, the best chess player in the world? That's what they are. I mean, they are Elon Musk and, and Jeff Bezos are in the monopoly game that we all play, economy. They are the 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 the, the chess masters, and we don't we don't have to be them. We can be, you know, you know, having enough. We don't need to have ten cars. We need to have, don't have a yacht. We can be happy with just having a motorcycle, and having friends and hanging out and being fulfilled. You know what I mean? Is is being fulfilled versus being successful? Successful is a, hitting a goal, surpassing a goal, and you know, and and, and being famous and being notoriety and, and and everything. So every time you come into system, art becomes a product, and everything else becomes a product. You know, and and that and that makes us sad and sick because we all compare ourselves subconsciously with that. We need to be like that. And 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 ninety nine percent of people are, are not like that, you know, but we think that's the standard. So now, do you think we're talking about like public art? So uh, there's, yeah. you know, obviously successful pieces of public art. Like let's say uh, the uh, Eiffel Tower. Do you think mm -hmm. these pu public pieces of art play a role in the? I would say the successfulness of a city. Not just economically or monetarily, but oh, do you Paris, think the, the, it brings that feeling and, and actually helps people to be their best? It's a, it's a, it's what it does. Like Paris is the most photography, uh, pho photographed uh, image for a city. So, so the Eiffel Tower that you mentioned was good, good mentioning, because that is the most pho photographed uh, image of a city. What it is is the art. It's not that Eiffel Tower fits to France. I don't. I don't particularly think it has. It's, if you put it in anywhere else up, it's fine. It's in Las Vegas. They have a little version, and it's sure. fine too. Yeah. So, but what it does, I think, it was at that time when they built it, it was monstrous. It was like, it was like the first Disneyland. You know. Yeah. Wow. What is this? You know. And so they became famous having this structure, and they had it in all the pictures because it looks different. It just is a contrast. You know, the city is, every city looks the same. Yeah. But France had boom, there's this thing like London has the London Bridge. That's not an artwork, but no. the, 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 the Eiffel Tower is. And um, it does a tremendous uh, help. That's the power of art because it shows you that you can recognize when it becomes an icon, see, it's very hard to create, you know, knowingly because I don't think sure. they knew they knew that that's got to be the most photographed image yeah. ever. But I think the um, what the uh, when something becomes an icon like the Mona Lisa, you know, 
it's an icon too. It 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 is it surpasses everything. When an art piece becomes an icon that people instantly recognize, that is very powerful for a system. You know, uh, it doesn't really have any meaning, but it for for the system of Paris, it's important because everybody recognizes that not as Spain, not as Italy, but as Paris, as yeah. France. And that's a brand name. Paris is a brand name. It's a system. It's France. And it's the city of France, the the the, the main city of France. And it's a, you know, it's it's a it's a branding, basically. It's like you're making a Mercedes star. You cannot even forget the Mercedes star. No, the Mercedes yeah, star will be point. in your brand, you know, in your mind all the time. Yeah. You know? And it does something like your bull taco. The bull taco, I think, was a beautiful it was. Uh, design. And all, all them bikes looked really unique and great. And there was Montesa too. That was the other, that was the competitive brand to Pultaco, another Spanish bag. But Pultaco was was the thing. It yeah. was just the name, uh, the, the you know, the 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 hand with the number one and with the yellow a glove. It was just a beautiful artwork uh that connected with a bike. Yeah. Yeah, it was I craftsmanship. Mean, they had beautiful craftsmanship back then. Yeah, craftsmanship is something that's been lost on yeah. our generation. Um, you know, line work, for instance. Yeah, you have to be. You have to build stuff the right way. Everybody's looking at your work, and craftsmanship is something that is really, really stressed in line work. You know, we have yeah. square washers. If you build a pole yeah. in your washers, a diamond, everybody's going to see who built that pole. And, you know, I yeah. think that's something that's been lost. Uh, you yeah. mentioned Da Vinci earlier. Um, a couple years ago, there was a painting. I, I believe it was a Da Vinci painting that yeah. um, was damaged and they had a bunch of people go through it and repair it and do all sorts mm. of stuff. What, do you, what did you think about that painting? Is that still a Da Vinci or is that something else? Uh, you mean that the, the the one that they uh, they called what was it? Uh, I don't remember the name of it. I should have looked up the name. Uh, it's, it, all these things that Michelangelo uh, or or Da Vinci or things that they find the last Raphael. I, I just they just found a Raphael, uh, and there was a big article in the Guardian about it, and they were invested. This was interesting because I know I, I just read that about this this painting. They found a Raphael. A, a, a person went to in, in a thrift shop, found that, and then he got certain people to say this is a Raphael. This looks like totally. And other people say, oh, it was an understudy that fixed it for mm. it was from the thing. So still a lot of money, but not not sure the original. So now that guy had uh, created a fund where you put in money. And you literally betting like on a stock that yeah. this is going to go up. Yeah. So the people paid money in it. And now it got so, because I think there's $500 million or something already that they found. And it's all in a fund. So it's not going to be touched. But the thing is now everybody plays a game. And see, this is the system game. Everybody wants to make, make money. So now the curators and the appraisers don't say, can't make themselves saying, is it yay or nay? And then if they run it through AI and everything, and it's always still in limbo. 
And while it's in limbo, it makes more money. It, more people say, I, I got to be a part of this because if that fault is a Raphael. And I think with the, the Mundi or something is that what you what you mentioned, right? Mundi, so. some Mundi, something Mundi. Yeah. Uh, that is, okay, there was a major thing with that. That is, this is crazy. They said that is uh, uh, Da Vinci or whatever it was, Michelangelo, yeah. da, da Vinci was, and then the Prado, the Spanish National Museum, I think it's the National Museum, said, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. And everybody got cold feet and, and, and pulled away. And then, but still a, a shake from Middle East bought it. And it doesn't be availed. They bought it. It's underhanded. They think, but it's so sad that you see there's a product and you see it's all manipulated. It's not like Da Vinci doesn't give a shit if his painting is real or not. Yeah. He's dead. You know? Yeah. So it's just using people jumping on, on other people's. Yeah. I said, it's like me saying, oh, it wasn't but your podcast. I'm all that because it wasn't your podcast. It's mm -hmm. bullshit, you know? So it's it's the thing that other people, they don't think they can be creative and that they hook into something that is special, you know? And 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 it becomes all with that Raphael. I see it becomes all that thing. There's no authority, basically, because you they found on both paintings on, on the, the 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 whatever I said, the, the Da Vinci painting, yeah, and on the Raphael, they found the wood was correct, the canvas was correct, the painting was correct, uh, the paint was correct. So where that is where the, the discrepancy is is did he physically do it or yeah. not? And they can't, and, and it's so sad because who cares if he did it? If you like that painting, buy the painting, pay whatever you want to pay. If he doesn't paint, I mean, are you painting because it was from him? Or are you paint, buying the painting because you love it? You know, that's, I never understand because that you see it's all business diced. It's not, it's not, I'm paying a million dollars for your bike because I love it or for your painting, because I love it. I, I don't want to live without it. I want to put it in my living room and it fits perfectly. I have the money, here's a million dollars. Now that's, I understand that art lover, but I don't understand, oh, did he do it? Did he not do it? You know? Yeah. And it's just attention for what it could be, a potential. Yeah. It's crazy. So I, there's actually companies now that allow you to, um buy stock in expensive and famous paintings, mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. Uh, what do you yeah. think about art as a store of value? Is that something people should have, you know, should they go out and buy a, a nice piece of art that they know is going to appreciate into the future? Or do you think that's a, a bad move? I think it's not good or bad. Anything you want to do, if it fulfills you, the human part, you know, like biking fulfills us, right? Talking here that fulfills us, you should do. I think I think I had the idea a long time ago. Also, uh, it came through me too that I think uh, because the artists are all poor, that people can invest in an artist by buying shares of a painting. So if it costs me to do a thousand dollar painting, but it costs me a lot of time, you know, with the canvas and the color and all this, but it costs me like, let's say, uh, even with $20 an hour, it would cost me a lot of things. So my 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 
to do this painting would be for my cost, $6,000. Sure. I know I cannot get $6,000 for a painting because if I'm a new artist, I don't know, nobody knows me. And I think the fact that there is a company that actually can separate that and say, you can buy shares. If nobody would take me if they don't think there's something behind it. Right. Yeah. So the people have a feeling they say, this might be a good artist. This guy's fresh. There's something about it. That's new. And I think it's a great idea that you put, put money in that for fresh artists. What you explained was established artists. So I have a chance to go get a Warhol, you know, to, to, to buy a part of Warhols. You know, there's a Maryland that have just found or that somebody sells it, the company buys it and makes money by selling shares off that. And I think um, that's fine too, you know, yeah. if you if you want, but it's a, it's a business thing. It's not a love thing. The other, the, my part would always be human related. You love that artist. You love what you do and you want to be part of it and say, I can't afford to get in with more than $1,000 and I can buy part of that $6,000 painting. And if it goes up, my thousand, you know, rises. And then if they sell it, I get my shares paid out with a, with a win. So what do you think about um, NFTs? NFTs were big a couple of years ago. <laughs> what do you think? Is that actual art? Like, I don't know. I I just actually last week bought two painting, three paintings and uh, another piece of artwork for my house. And I, I was thinking about it. Like, I wouldn't be against having a screen up in my house with something. But I just, th- you know, the art, typically the art styles that these things are, aren't my thing. But what do you mm-hmm. think about NFTs? I wrote a big article on NFTs. We can, if you want, I send it to you and you can put sure. it in this episode. Absolutely. PDF. Uh, I find NFT is a business. It's Again, it's a business. It's not, because I say today. If you have $1,000 or $5,000, you can literally, if you go to art fairs, you go to galleries, you go and look at the market, what's out there. You look at Instagram, like you said, Instagram, yeah. right? You go to all these artists that are out there, you get your house full of art where you walk into this house and people fall on their ass because they are so impressed by the art. Yeah. They, they're not a, a Warhol. They are not, uh, you know, Elvis, Elvis Kelly or something, but they, it's impressive art. There's so much impressive art and the market is so stupid. It's just that little small uh, 1% of, of painters that are worthy that you can freaking say, I have a Warhol at home. You can l- get Warhol looking art that looks like it if you like that style, but you don't like that style. You like the name. And that's the whole thing. And that's the ego. So you can throw it right away. You like the name. If you cannot buy an art that looks like Warhol, I'm not saying a copy. I'm saying that looks similar to Warhol because you like that style. You're fraud to yourself. You're frauding yourself because you say, if it's not a Warhol, then I, I, I'm not interesting. I'm not paying anything for it. And I say with $1,000, got $300 buys you a lot. You know, buys yeah. you one or two pieces that, that are... And and you love him. Yeah. And you know what? There's something that happens with every artist in every art. You buy something and you love it, but your soul digests the information. It's just information that comes out. 
And after two years, you cannot look at it anymore. And if you would have spent all this, if you have a wall, but you, you have a wall at home, but you're just like, it, the wall became a wormhole because it sucks your energy. You, you paid all this money and it doesn't do what it did before because your ego is not, is not hyped up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you're just, you're just, oh my God, I have a, you can look at it a hundred times. It's like buying a Ferrari, a brand new Ferrari. You get the Ferrari, you know, and after, after it's like with a bike even. After so many, it's just a bike. It's still, you know, is superior in the experience. Sure. But sure. but with a car, it, it's going to be, you know, it, you have a Toyota before, it becomes just a nice looking Toyota afterwards. It just has Ferrari on it. And that, that's the whole shtick of systems. You know, they sell you, said, you know, if you, you know, it should be every day sunny. If it's not, we sell you a Ferrari, a pill or a, a face job. And then you do all this stuff. And I was good for, for, for like two months, but now I'm depressed again. I say, okay, then we sell you a Lamborghini or a bike or whatever. You buy that and they say, oh, I'm still, you know, it helped a little bit, but I'm still the, and say, okay, there's something inherently wrong with you. Uh, and which is bullshit. It's just a norm that humans get tired of things when they haven't. You know, they, 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 if they don't work on their bikes and they don't have a love of things, there is no... Whatever you put in, it's like a relationship. If you don't put anything in a relationship, you know, you just want to get, get, get. What's the point? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I ended up buying just a couple of things that I liked that were cheap and not famous. And I don't think they even yeah. have a name on them, but I liked Perfect. it. And that's what I got. And I think that's you know, like you said. And you give, give them away. You see, this is the great thing. You can give them away yeah. when you want to think or, or throw them away. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. There's too much art, art out anyway. You, you know? know? So when I was looking, every once in a while, something would catch my eye and I'd go, is that interesting? Is it weird? What is going on with this thing? And you look a little closer and you find out that it's AI generated art. So yeah. What do you think about this new oh, AI generator? Yeah, let's art? talk about it. And, and, and I, I thought it. I think it's kind of soulless in a way. Like there, it's provocative, but also soulless. You you pick something up, and I think you're not. I tell you what you're picking up. NFT is made is a scam. It's not a scam of of a bad thing, but it's a, a scheme to get people to invest in cryptocurrency. Sure. If I make a if I make a big big thing and said that's the latest thing like cryptocurrency was you know it's you want you know the difference between the dollar which is a world currency right the whole world uses yeah. the dollar so when the power of the dollar is everybody believes in that currency it's a yes. paper paper it doesn't isn't work but to try to do and the dollar started with being covered by gold yeah and all that stuff so that's a long history as a value, and 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 more and more people accept it as the dollar still, but it's still it's more and more money because it's, it's a, not covered. It's a social construct. You've yeah. got a, you social know, a fiat, a fiat cur currency and a social construct. But, but yeah, and you cannot do by hyping something. I mean, I cannot tell you when you talked about NFT, when you said, and I was, I wasn't against, I'm not against yeah. anything creative I'm for, Sure. but I'm saying the beauty of any piece of work, artwork is that it's human generated. There is a soul of a human that created that. 
you know? Yeah. NFTs, and, there's there's a means to an end, but there's still something there. Yeah, there's something there. But but the thing is, it it in NFT, it's basically, and this is what I found out. So the what is the problem? They, they made a hype with something that um the providence, the providence of a painting is everything. So meaning you were the creator. And then I know all the owners afterwards and I have a sheet, sheet of paper and it's this, the gallery signs it, the next dealer signs it. So I can exactly see where your painting was, you know, yeah. all the famous paintings. Yeah. When the, the thing with, with, um, with NFTs, they said, okay, it doesn't matter if you're a famous artist or not, you have a digital prominence with uh, 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 li- uh, chain, li- chain, we have to link, what is got chain? What is the thing called? Blockchain. 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 You have a blockchain secured provenance that you can that you can alter. Number one, actually, you can't alter the sale, but you can alter, for example, if there's information about the artist and and I want to update the information of the artist, you can do that. So they and I can put a, a chip in everything. They have yeah. the micro microchips is so small. Uh, so you just go with the scanner and it brings all that stuff sure. up. So it is basically supposed to be a plagiarism, uh, uh, non-failure plagiarism. Yeah. But w- where is plagiarism only valid on famous people? So it, it, it defeats the purpose because for me, if somebody buys my art, I sign, I give them an authenticity, uh, a set of authenticity. And I sign on the canvas as literally so that people see. And, and uh, uh, you know, I sign it in front with my name. I'm in the back. I may make the whole thing, you know, the, 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 my whole signature. Sure. And, uh, and uh, you know, there's no, th- no threat that this will be copied or anything. So it's, it's kind of selling you a lie. It's selling you, okay, you have all the provenance. So, if the the providence of something that isn't worth anything, you know, in the in the marketplace, that that doesn't help me. If something is really valuable, so that's why uh, you know some people like Damon Hurst and 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 others did some NFT stuff because to you know, and they were probably uh, very much encouraged by the crypto money yeah. to do that because that because when the big and then. I don't know if you know what Damien Hurst did. He he said, so he did these huge original paintings. He cut them into little pieces and then he numbered them. So it's a, it's a freaking nightmare. He numbered them, signed them. He put them into nice package and whatever. And then he pulled them out one time and said, okay, that's 10,000, issue of 10,000 of, of mm-hmm. his paintings. You can choose to have the painting original, that little strip which will be sent to you via FedEx or something. Yeah. If you don't choose by that date, we make an opening burning all this real and you get the number. So you only have an NFT of that painting. Um, most people, you know, chose the original, obviously, yeah. you know, and not the NFT. Some people did because they were speculating, you know, I have an NFT. But basically, it, it, this is what, what I always say. It's the personal this guy, I know this guy is my buddy, is my friend, is my, and he did this, and that's why I like his art. You know, sure. I mean, 
So, all right. So you as an artist, like you have influences, you look at these paintings, you watch these TV shows and movies, you listen to this music. And after ingesting all of that, you create something. You could argue that AI is doing the same thing. You could also argue that anything it does is plagiarism. What do you think about that? I mean, it's pure plagiarism because it's not, because we are endless. So AI can only generate whatever humans put in. Mm -hmm. So AI is doing, um, AI is is taking uh, uh, patterning that they find, let's say you, me, and five others, and they see what is common with those five people. You know, and what is different? And then they 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 sample that. You know, they put that into major da- databases. For example, they did two billion or more, even two billion uh, the for the ChatGPT for the yeah for the um, uh, what you call it the uh, the base of the of it. Yeah. The they scanned in two billion uh, photos of on the web, yeah. and then they sorted them out: cat, dog you know, wood, fire, whatever. And the problem with this is uh, the recognizability because I put in in ChatGPT, hello, exclamation mark. And I got nine kitties. <laughs> I got a male, I got a male, male face with a mixture between a male face and a kitty. I got a, a female a kitty. I said, what the fuck, it's all cats. I didn't even say kitty. Yeah, yeah. They gave it away already. So I said, why would that be? Because it is hello is connected with Hello Kitty sure. with that. And and so the in the realm of AI, Hello Kitty is more important. A character that is artificial is more important than humans. Because yeah. it is more relevant in the in the in the realm of AI. Yeah. Now I believe that um you know, it, it takes all this stuff. The problem with AI, I think, with the plagiarism is if AI was was probably did it already, scanning my all my paintings that are on, on online, they cannot uninstall it. So if you win a, a, against an AI company and you say, hey, you, you stole and now I see my my hands, for example, or whatever that I that are very typical to me. Yeah. I see you know, all these paintings. It can uninstall it. See this because it's self-learning. So once it's scanned it, it puts it in wherever it belongs, hand, feet, eyes, blah, 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 separates it out. And that's the problem. And also it guarantees that it doesn't plagiarize, that it doesn't just copy it. Yeah. So by separating it, but you cannot pull it out. I cannot say, you know what? I never get permission. I want to pull out all my paintings. It's impossible. It, once it's in, it's in. So that's one one big thing we need to think about. Yeah. And, and where are the humans in that? Where where's my reward? You yeah. know, where's and these things yeah. are going to have baked in biases based on who's programming them to do what. And Absolutely. if you've got some, you know, big corporation. Let's say you know. Uh, let's take Campbell's Soup for example, because yeah. of Warhol. You know. Back in the day, Campbell's Soup didn't have, uh, you know, the ability to to really scan the market and find out what was going to be good. Now you've got these AIs, so a, a different company can scan the market, yeah. find out what is going to sell, 
pump that into an AI and then bang, you've got your, your image. And yeah, yeah, I think it's a, I think we're going to go into like architecture's really gone downhill in the last couple of decades. Um, you know, some of these cities just look like crap. Now you, you, you go to some of these cities and it's just nothing but windows and hard edges and, absolutely no thought or soul. No, soul. No, no soul, soul, no soul, whatever, whoever designed this designed it for functionality only. Yeah. There's absolutely no, you know, beauty into it at all. all yeah. Right. So yeah. one of your books in one of your books, you painted, what was it like 400 paintings, 300 paintings in three days. Why did you do that? Uh, I just wanted to see what happens, uh, you know, I, because I could never fit into systems or anything. I'm always questioning. I'm very curious on how things work, because how can I live when I don't know, you know, I, if I fit in a system and I'm an a, a accountant, I don't have to worry. I do my job and go home and whatever. But since I never fit into, uh, I, I figure everything out. And I was thinking, I want to see. What happens if I challenge myself, not with telling everybody, I just sit, sit, I took three days, turned off everything, no internet, no nothing. And I said, I'm going to make 300 painting. I got 300 uh, pieces of paper, cut them, uh, set them all up, put them on a stack, got all the paints that I have. And I should have made photos of that because it was crazy. I had yeah, all I these paints and mixed everything. And I did, I did, and and I was, I learned so much. Of, I can't tell you what I learned from it. It's just, I thought I, I know perhaps, you know, I'm an abstract painter. I can't do representation because yeah. of my, this, like, but even with the abstract, you know what you paint. You say it's yellow, it's going to be yellow, and that's going to be a red thing and a green thing. Uh, I thought I'm going to be 50 paintings that are going to be where I know what to do. Yeah. And I say after the 50, it's going to be really hard. Yeah. And the first day after I had about 100, I didn't even have 100. The first day was actually really slow. Uh, I had to get going. And then uh, I thought, we'll see. And it's good that I didn't tell anybody because perhaps it didn't work out. So then the next day was better. Good start because I think I slept and, and my unconscious worked on me. So I had a lot of stuff to to put out. And then the third day, I had 120 left on the third day. Mm-hmm. So it was more, and I thought, my logic told me, I will run out. I will not know what to paint. And I don't want to paint something I painted previously. Sure. I wanted to do it differently. And I found that it really opened me up that sleeping two nights and then re- recuperating and having an intent on, on, on finishing it. I can tell you the last 50 were hard to do, you know, hard from a physical, like, okay, what I'm doing, I know I don't know. You have no choice of believing or thinking, or this is great aesthetic or not. You just paint. And I tell you the last 50 are probably the most interesting paintings that I have. Because I opened literally the channel, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of what you logically, the system tells you, oh, you have only so much in you and then it's out. It's actually reversed. The more you do, 
the more you have that conversation that we talked about, you know, with your podcast, yeah. the more you have that conversation, the clearer the conversation, the clearer your work, artwork gets and your style gets. And actually the last one where they were, uh, were, were the best one. And, and I, I photographed them all. And then a title, I did the same with the title. I wanted to look at it once I had it all nice, you know, in a, in a, in a file, I went to everything and like next one, next one, next one. And I, whatever came in, I wrote a title and, and I literally had one or two hiccups where I couldn't, I said, what could that be? What? Nothing comes, but it was so smooth. I can't even tell you. They yeah. just named them. Sometimes on the motorcycle, you just get into a zone and everything starts yeah. falling into place. You kind of yeah. get tunnel vision and everything out to the sides kind of disappears and yeah. you lose track of time and you don't realize yeah. how tired you are, how far you've gone yeah. or anything like that. And that's when you do your best riding. If you, it's very hard to find that and, create yep. it artificially it just kind of happens or it doesn't yep. and you yep. know some racers try for years to just get into that spot yep. for a couple of laps in the main event or in the moto and yep. they can't find it sometimes on the practice track they're going to be just as fast or faster than the guys that they're riding with you know they have the same trainers they yeah, ride in the yeah, same places yeah. and some days these guys will just go out and smoke everybody on practice and then show up to the main event on sunday and get 10th place and yeah. it, it's about getting into that zone and finding it and you know and, it, it's all, it's a tough deal to do it's 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 tough because we are all conditioned to always be in a man construct i want to win this race mm -hmm. fuck the winning this race Race the best that you can. I say, you don't have to be the best of anything. Just show up as the best you that you can be. I'm not the best guest. I'm not the, 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 the best podcaster. I'm not, the, but I'm showing up the best I can. Not the best that you think I am. Not everybody else thinks I am, but the best I can. And if you show up as the best you can, you, you're good. You, you, you're good. People remember that. People, and you create magic, more and more magic moments because you're not worried about What's going to be? Are we going to have a lot of people listening to it? Have we have a lot of likes? Who cares? The, 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 the value that's created is right now, you and I. And I think that's a perfect way to get out of here. Michael, okay. thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I will see you next week. Good night. See you.